You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, this is Jesse Kinch, and you are listening to We Podcast, and we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 132 of We Podcast, and we know things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn spoiler in the business, Sam Matura. Today is the day. We're at the end game now, Samuel. Well, I'm almost there. Not yet, but I'm quite. I'm getting close. Four more hours until Sam sees Avengers Endgame. I'm about 36 hours removed from seeing Avengers Endgame. We have a lot to talk about on today's show, but first, if you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. Heck, we're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time, so be sure to join the Wee Pod Squad by hitting that subscriber follow button on all of your podcasting services like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, wherever you get that audible goodness. But if you could, like, take one second, please. It's a PSA for our listeners. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. We appreciate everybody who does it, and we read them all on the air. One star, three star, five star, don't care. We'll read them on the air. So thank you very much to everybody who's done that. Uh, you can find us at WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com. It's your one-stop shop for everything. We podcast and we know things, including links to all of our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter accounts, our store if you want to pick up some We Podcast merch, or our Patreon where you can support us monetarily each month and we kick you back a nice reward. Uh, you can also find links to our family members out there in the podcast world, the Weeby Geeks Podcast Network. It's WeBeGeeksPC.com and the ESO Network at esonetwork.com a little bit on the docket for today we have our trivia it is 12 to 11 and a half oh god we've come so far in such a short time but it's first to 11 win by two so we're not going to have a winner today unfortunately sam could take a commanding lead but we're not going to have a winner today we have our game of thrones season eight episode two review uh full spoilers on that one so we're going to start the show there then i have my avengers endgame spoiler free impressions not a review impression so it'll be kind of short won't be very long and because sam hasn't seen the movie i'm going to keep it very vague so if you haven't seen the movie don't worry nothing will be spoiled for you when you let uh, listen to that it'll just be impressions because, of how i felt because if he did i will literally drop kick him right here look it's okay when rocket raccoon turns on the team and shoots everyone <laughs> yeah uh, then, then we're gonna run uh, an eso network promo for the culture cosmos i uh, will come back with the movie section tv sam will take over after tv he'll take the gaming section uh, and then we'll have our patreon shout outs our picks of the week and get out of here so normal format for the show but because game of thrones is back we'll, we'll start there in a minute sam what do you got for trivia as it's 12 to 11 and a half and of course i felt like i had to relate to some of the avengers so here we go who did stanley create first in the avengers Oh, like, what was the first Avenger? Like okay, the, I was going to say, like, like you're going to give me what, a... What character came first? And even he's an Avenger. Like, there's a million Avengers. Like, so is this an MCU Avenger? I was. I will just say, yeah. Okay. Out and, of your and, four and, choices. And I have a couple that I will even take. Okay, this is a... Uh, this is an open question here. Um... There's, a, there's a good bit of characters to choose from. No, there are. There are. But I'm, I'm thinking just main Avengers because I don't want to get too crazy. Like, I think the obvious answers are Captain America, the Hulk, Thor, or Iron Man. Could be Spider-Man. So I'm going to go Spider-Man. Final answer. Incorrect. 
The correct answer is Hulk. He came out May 62, but I would have also accepted Groot and Hank Pym because technically they were even before the Hulk. But that's why you, you had, I would have gave you multiple. You would have had multiple chances to get right. But if you said Captain America, that was created by um, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, so you wouldn't have been wrong there. I have a fun one that you might know because you might have just seen it in passing, but this right. isn't something you would like know unless you saw it somewhere. Okay. Within $5 million, what is Kevin Feige's net worth? I will give you within $5 million either way. For example... <laughs> If you don't know what that means out there, if he says yeah. six million and it's ten million, I'll give it to him because he's within five million. I, that's one person I never. What could be his net? I mean, guy, the guy's the head of everything. What could be your net? I will give you a hint. It ain't Jeff Bezos. Big. So, so it's 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 it does not begin with a B. Okay, so it's somewhere in the millions. What the hell? Could he's he not be Vincent like? Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, I mean, he, there's no way he's like 800 million. I don't think he's that crazy. <sighs> Sam has a chance to put me away, and I'm giving him a five, technically a 10 million dollar cushion because it goes five million either way. So you have a good. What's you only have nine hundred ninety-nine million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine chances. What's the head of Marvel make? It's that Disney money. That Bob Iger check. He's thinking, and I appreciate that, because normally, well, not normally, uh, old Sam would have just said, give me the answer. Nah, New Sam's thinking hard. I'll say 85. Oh, you're wrong. You're close. 100? No, 70. Okay, all right. You're really close. Right. I'd accept it anywhere from 65 to 75. Oh, you know what? I was close. I'll In a it. gamut of one to a billion, you yeah. were freaking yeah. really close. So like, good All for right. you. All right, I'll, I'll I'll take it. Like, I want to almost give you a quarter no, no, point. No, I'm not no. going to, but I almost <laughs> in want, my head. I'm, I'm up I almost want to give you a quarter 75. point. Yeah, twelve point seven five to eleven. Sam needs whatever. Or twelve point two five. Actually, yeah, I thought is. I had. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's twelve point two five to yeah. eleven and a half. Sam's up by three quarters. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Game of Thrones episode eight, season two. I took a whole shit ton of notes as always. Uh, this one was called A Night of the Seven. Uh, kingdoms and what i really like about what game of thrones is doing is they're not releasing the episode title until after it's yeah, over yep. so it doesn't give you anything yeah because so it, far it's it, given yeah exactly yeah so i, I like that <laughs> i can imagine episode three is like john's dead well yeah, what the yeah. fuck <laughs> and, and this was the last episode that is under Sport, an hour story, yeah and story driven yeah this is the last episode that probably will have no deaths like we didn't have any deaths in nope. episode one, no, besides the, the Umber kid, yeah, um, and the Umbers, <laughs> the, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the whole family, Umber house. <laughs> but we don't know yeah, them nor yeah. care uh, as viewers. At least I'm a sympathetic human being. Uh, but then in episode two, we didn't have any deaths. Now that's going to change. Um, we'll kind of reference back to our death predictions yeah. and maybe even change them a little bit based off of the first two episodes and kind of what we've seen. Uh, but a Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Before we dive in and kind of go beat for beat along the episode, just go give your overall impressions as to what you thought, because this was yet another non-action, story-driven episode with only four to go now. And I loved it. It's, it's another episode where I, I felt like that, you know, you kind of see each character, how they deal with possibly their... their last the, night on Earth? Literally, their last night, how each person is... is people are drinking, some people are singing... Some people, people are, are having fucking, sex, yeah. like you know. So it's like everyone's all over the place, and yeah. I just thought they did it beautifully, to be honest. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I didn't think like 
I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was a beautiful episode. Yeah. Like, I think that's a great way to sum it up. And I guess I run the gam. I run the range more towards love than hate. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. I keep going back to the sentiment of this would have been excellent if it was season seven, episode two, and it's not just four left after this. I keep telling myself, move it, move it, move it forward, because you only have so much time left yeah. uh, with these characters and just overall with this show. So, like, that little selfish part of you wants to yeah. see something. Um, but we did. We saw a lot of relationships blossom. And quite frankly, we saw a lot of potential goodbyes in this episode. And I think that's where it hits you hard. And that's where the beauty is, is like you said, this is everyone's last night and they're choosing how they want to spend yeah. it. And I, well, I just have to throw this line in like when Arya kind of goes up and sees uh, Gendry. Oh, no, no. When, when the Hound. The Hound in yeah. uh, Barrack Dardarian. Yeah. Yeah. When kind of like drinking, where are you going, girl? I'm not spending my last night here with, with you, you miserable fucks or something. I was like, that is... And then they just kind of look at each other like, mm, I don't just blame her. Point and swing another <laughs> I just one. thought that was an awesome scene. Yeah, and Arya is... His, I mean, she kind of stole the episode. She definitely stole most of the memes. Um, that and Bran in a wheelchair on fire. <laughs> yeah, Bran... Dude, again, I, I, right off the beginning. We might as well start right off the beginning where Jamie's on trial. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, this is getting a lot of the story elements out of the way since the Battle of Winterfell is going to be 88 minutes long, a nonstop battle, the largest battle in the history of television. So you have to get your story and, out and there film. now. TV, and film, TV, movies. And so, so you yeah. really have to get your... Your story out of the way now. So Jamie is in the Great Hall where he is being tried almost. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Um, it's Danny, John, and Sansa. You have Bran in the background. And when they're about to kind of almost pass judgment, who steps in but his lovely lady, potentially, Brienne but, of Tarth. But but are, are we going to combine our top three or do you want to do it so after? Our, yeah. But basically, our top three has kind of been the running theme since Game of Thrones season seven was our top three moments from the episode. And even if we have like another top three for next week or something, we'll probably end up still doing top three moments from the show anyway because yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's fun. Um, so, yeah, as we go through it, standard cadence of as we go through it, we're going to drop our top three. And he was basically trial for kind of killing the Mad King and. Dane's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And kind of, this is what Jamie said. I wrote and it down. Kill, and, and turning on Ned in the courtyard. Yes, ex- exactly. And then kind of, Jamie said, everything I did, I did for my house and I did for my family. My, my number three is is what basically Bran says is the things we do for love. Yeah. And again, it's Jamie's look at Bran of that, his look of just like, oh, fuck, is he going to, is this where he says it? Is this where, and I was just like, wow, that was this beautiful. Yeah, so that was a callback to uh, season one, episode, episode one, the one. pilot, when Jamie pushes Bran out the window right before he pushes him. That's what he says to Cersei, the things we do for love. And every time I see that and he pushes him, I always want to hit pause and just play, the things we do for love, <laughs> when he's falling. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just what I want to do. But Bran coming back at him like, when you hear that, your butthole has to pucker Dude, up. Dude, like, I just, and it was the way that Nikolai just portrayed that look of Bran. I was like, wow. It just hit me right the first, what, minute of the episode. I was like, oh, they got me already. Yeah, and Bran is kind of that stoic, I don't give a shit anymore kind of guy. I mean, technically, he's not Bran no more. He's the yeah. third eye raven. And so, like, it's 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 really good to, uh, to kind of see Jamie's evolution of he probably would have stared them in the face four seasons ago and just said, do what you need to do. But this time it's almost like, yes, he's sticking up for his house, but you, you must hear a tremble. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying this and doing this because I want you to, to show you that I can be loyal and that I want to fight for you or fight with you. Then Brienne steps in and basically says, I, I vouch for him. And because 
Brienne protected Arya and Sansa, and because Sansa has that relationship with her, she believes Brienne, yeah. and instead of passing death on him or putting him in the crypts or in the, t- tied up, chained up, whatever, they let him go. And I was like, what do you say, Jon Snow or Lord of the North, whatever? He's like, we need all the bodies we can. <laughs> yeah, they, and, and you know what? Damn it, that's true. Yeah. And no, you have a, right. a skilled swordsman. Yeah. I mean, not, not as skilled as he once was. I, but. I saw a meme on, on uh, Twitter or Instagram last night. I forget which one. That was uh, Jamie putting on his hand and said, they should they should have made him a fake hand made out of dragon glass so he can just slap bitch slap White Walkers all night. <laughs> and I was like, that would have been funny. That would have been good. He just walks around, slappies, slappies. Uh, but we, we know now that Jamie, like, okay. Do you think Jamie fights for the cause, or does Jamie at some point turn? Because that would be a swerve. No, I, I, I think Jamie is he's he's a he's a changed man from when we first seen him in season one. It would not shock me. It would it would shock me because I believe in his change. I believe how sincere he is. I believe the words he's saying. One of the last things he did in King's Landing was bang Cersei. It's like, and he does love her. Well, and Bran well, saying the things we do for love could be re foreshadowing. Well, and and if what if he takes out a high profile member of Winterfell inside the castle because that would help Cersei out in her fight. I when just, she comes north. The last thing, when, you, when you say the last thing he the last thing he did was basically think he almost died. He said by one, the of, one, yeah, of, yeah, the one of but the last thing. He didn't. Him and her weren't seen on it. Were you going to kill me? And you looked at the mount like, "Do it." Is he going to do it? I got it. But also, that could be. I I think that the was viewer. the straw that broke the camel's back at that moment. Here, that's where Jamie said, "I'm done." Mm-hmm. She's not the woman that I thought I loved. He almost tempted her to. He said, "Do it." Yeah. And then she was the one who backed down. So like for the first time ever, she showed a sign of weakness. And I, it could have been. My point is like, would you be surprised? Yeah, I would be shocked. I, I wouldn't. I would be shocked. It would be a fun twist. And I think a lot of people would be surprised. And it'd be a fun turn. Kind of like when Egrid got killed um, yeah, by the kid. By the kid. Like that, but, sorry. Who then, ended, anyway. who then ended up stabbing John? Yeah. Who, who ended up dying? Like that's what Game of Thrones does yeah. to you, right? Like they 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 pull no punches. They yeah. will do whatever they want to do. Um, so it wouldn't shock me if Jamie, like from the inside turns and says like – kind of just helps Cersei along. But – I don't think it goes that yeah, way. Like, if gun to my head, my yeah. prediction is he just fights for the North and he's still Same. the one who takes down Cersei at the end. Yeah. I think that's the satisfying ending yeah. we, we kind of all are looking for there. Uh, and then T- Jamie goes right from that scene into a scene with Tyrion. There was some dialogue. It was fun. But basically, the confirmation was that Cersei is actually pregnant. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I think – I hope she – do I hope she is? I don't care because I, I kind of want her to die, to be honest. <laughs> just, I, I, <laughs> I, I hope she's not because like I don't that's an innocent kid. He didn't do anything. Yeah, she true, didn't do true. anything. Yeah. But she deserves to go down hard. Yeah, she, so. she does. And I think that was just a, a, a moment to add two brothers just having a little conversation. Yeah, and we don't and get basically, it. Basically, if you remember, Tyrion said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think was it season one or season two where that's where uh Jamie Newt was lying. Yeah. Because he, he literally said it. for So there's a lot of callbacks on this episode, which I really like. And there is, you know, it's the last scene with just the two of them. Like, yeah. they are together by the fire later in the episode, yeah. but they're around people. So this is, like, the potentially moment, our yeah. last Tyrion-Jamie moment, yeah. which we got a lot of towards the end of the episode. But they let us have this one right in yeah. the beginning to kind of keep us moving along. We had another one. I think this was ultimate foreshadowing. I think this one's a little obvious. We had Grey Worm and Masande talking about, uh, like, life after the war. And Grey Worm was like... Let's let's go away. I I love the moment between them two where she said, you know, well, we're we're not like a, a violent family. We're peace and love, but we can't protect ourselves. Well, we're not. We will protect you guys. Like I just love that moment between them two. But on the other hand, as they were saying it, I was like, he's dead. Well, 
Grey Worm's dead. And he, <laughs> this, this I, was I his truly goodbye. feel, I truly feel yeah. he's the first. Same, same. I would say the he's first the first big one to go. I think he's okay. the first big oh, character. Like I said, to I would, go. He's not the first character to die, but he is one of the big ones, I think, to go. Yeah, in he gets his episode. he gets his own little scene with build up. Like I could see yeah. Barrett going down. Oh, he but he's going to like, he's going to do damage. He's going to take out some sure, shit before absolutely. he goes. Yeah, but I think he's going to make the sacrifice. And, and not I don't even it. think it's a sacrifice. I just think he goes down in battle because that's what I think he wants. Yeah, like he is the type of soldier. That's what he is. He's I mean, a soldier. I mean, it's not like he could have kids with with her. You right. Know what I, mean? I don't so. know if they. She cares. She doesn't care about that. Yeah. You know what is she? What? How are they going to? Well, raise well, a well kid? she knows. She knows that he don't have a ball back. <laughs> that's where you, <laughs> to put it bluntly. If that's how you want to go. That's fine. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, like this was Grey Worm. That's what that's drama one hundred and one. Yeah. 100%. You build up. You feel for the character. Yeah. You let it go for forty minutes, so you almost forget about it. But then when they kill him, it's got that remembrance. It, there. It's going to hurt regardless. Like. And the hardest part for me about him, because he's gone, like he's dead this episode. <laughs> the hardest part for me is she's going to be in the crypts, so she won't see know, him. I she know. won't say goodbye. She won't know. She she won't won't know. know. Well, that was that was their goodbye. He's coming back as a white. You think she's going to see it? She's going to see him as a white. That's how she's going to know, and it's going to destroy us as viewers. It's just going to destroy us. Okay. That's like Dude, it's going to be an emotional weekend. I don't know if I'm re- like I'm not ready. There are. I would love to have done like top three guys. We would like. Like, it would hurt the most to see come back as whites because Hodor would be number one. I think Grey Worm might be number two. No, I entered. If I saw Sean Bean. He's, it, dude, he died eight years ago. I still, it hurts he's bones. Me. He's it bones. Do, it hurts me. He's bones. It's, it hurts me. But he would be bone. You wouldn't know I was like, him. oh my God, that Sean Bean's bones. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, people were, I was, my, for Easter, my family came over and, and my brother-in-law, Jay, was here. And we were just outside talking about theories, me yeah. him and Ash. And he was running, you know, this, that, and the third. And I said, yeah, they haven't done Lady Stoneheart yet. So maybe they do Lady Stoneheart because we see her in the book. She kills all the Freys, the yeah. Lannisters. And it's Catelyn Stark as a zombie. And it's like, that would be really cool to see. And maybe that's what Arya is running would from. Hurt. There's, but, there's a lot of stuff that could hurt us. My immediate comeback to him was, bro. She died, and Ned died in one. They died at the end of three. That's six, five years ago. Yeah. Five years in the ground, you're bone. You're yeah. not coming back as flesh. Like, they should have capitalized on Lady Stoneheart a little earlier. I don't think that maybe season four is the right time, yeah. so that's why we haven't seen her yet. But I am curious as shit as to what Arya is running from. I would imagine it's just whites. Because, like, the crypt doors, they said it in this episode. The crypt has layers. Yeah. There's, like, dozens of layers that goes down. And they're going to hide on level one, which makes sense to me because you don't want to corner yourself at the bottom and then you're sitting ducks. <laughs> yeah. But the whites, when in season six, when they went to the the big tree, whatever, yeah. I forget what they call it, um, and they got Hodor, they didn't go through the tree entrance. They burrowed yeah. and went through the sides. They could probably break through into the crypts, not through the door, but through the sides. And maybe that's just what she's running from. They pop out or something. And she's like, oh, fuck. And, and I, I heard, I don't know what kind of rumor I heard or speculation, theory or whatever, but. Didn't you see a dragon in the crypts or something in one of the scenes? Of so in the opening credits, you see the dragon, um, the like scorpion. Like you see the scorpion, which is the thing that shoots yeah. the big things, and you see the dragon skull. But we've seen that dragon skull before. I, so I just I know people were speculating. Really it was like it was Jon Snow's dragon. It got buried underneath. It was frozen. I was just hey, just, just want to throw it out there, just in case if, if but, something like that. But happened. because Rhaegal is alive and kicking right now, there's no way in one episode he would be dead, buried, and stone, and and brought back his bone. In this like yeah, one okay. episode, so maybe later, but I just I don't see it because this is like to me with the I think the coolest part is to, after Sunday night this episode's over we're halfway yeah 
and we're going to have the biggest battle in the history of television with so many potential deaths and so many story plot twists and turns, and we still have it's, three. And it's not going to be over till like 10, probably 10.30. Yep, 88 know, minutes. I don't know how the hell I'm going to sleep. Because something like that, like my mind's racing. I'm thinking about a million different you, you things. You go on YouTube and you hit the theories up as quick as possible and all that cool stuff. Like, no, I, no, I, I think that. before I watch that, that's when I like, you know, before you go to video, like at least me, like I always think about something like that'll be the thought of me going to sleep. It's like trying to put all these theories. Then the next day is when I'll kind of dive into the videos. And, you know, when you have like, like we said, and we'll hit on like the predictions a little bit later. But when you have like that thing, like the Grey Worm scene and you kind of get back to reality of him of him not being there, it immediately cuts to Sansa and Danny. So they're just hitting yeah. like relationship after relationship because Sansa and Danny in episode one were not seeing eye to eye. You can still see a little bit of turmoil. A hundred percent turmoil. I appreciate what Danny did here, being the bigger person, she going tried. sitting down, she tried. and having that conversation. But she was kind of a little snarky. Not I, both she was of them. snarky to the they're, snarky, dude. They're both not backing down to what they believe in, which, which I, I can which respect. I appreciate yeah, respect. Yeah, I and respect. And I liked what Sansa did when she basically questioned, "When you take over after this is all said and done, what about the North?" Yeah. Like, uh, and you know, did, did and you notice after that happened, Danny kind of removed her hands, mm-hmm. and then the view behind Danny, then you see Sansa take her hands off the table. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're they're still not eye to eye. Is you know, I don't think we have to get into specifics, but just overall, do you think that that now later in the episode we know what happens with John and Danny? Yeah. So that's obviously going to play a huge yeah, role because they kind of cliff hung it. But uh, do you think that during this battle, that kind of uneasiness, that tension between Sansa and Danny, do you think that's going to have a payoff this episode, or maybe you think that's think later on in the season? I, I think they're this one's ma- mo- mainly the battle, but I think maybe if. No, I mean, like, is the tension going to make somebody screw up in battle? Like, I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think their relationship would make, maybe I mean, make Danny make a dumb I call mean, you're, and that hurts them overall? for your life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think this is, like, something that's going to be, like, episode four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is probably more for, like, a King's Landing yeah, thing. exactly. If they get through this. <laughs> if one, you know, you don't know who's going to make it. If they get through this and if that's where the plot goes, the plot can go anywhere it wants to in three hour and a half yeah. long episodes after this. Um, but, you know, they, they both kind of go their separate ways. They leave the room, which is always awkward when you're leaving the room as the same way you with somebody else. I, yeah. I did that at work the other day where somebody was in my office. He was like, all right, see you later. And we both got up to leave and we both went the same, same way. way. And I was like, I meant... Now, yeah. bye. Like, it was kind of awkward. Walk the other way, idiot. They go out the door, and there's Theon with some of the Ironborn. Yep. And uh, surprising to me that Sansa was super open to him and gave him such a long, hard embrace. I was almost like, she just wants to get away from Danny that bad. Yeah, well, but, I, heard, I heard that. People were speculating that them two were going to try to have a relationship issue. Like, that's a, tight. Be, be a thing. I was like, I think I they're, more, that, I think they're yeah, more family. They're total. They're not a But also, like, they broke out together. Like, so they have, like, a... A yeah. little extra bond. Yeah. You know? I mean, they had that, that reek Sansa yeah. Yeah. breakout moment where she pushed that fucking girl over the edge. Yeah, that 100%. was crazy cool. So I, I think they have a nice, like, family bond. I don't I don't think there's, like, a love relationship there. I, I don't like, either, you know, but sexual. it's just, like, I get it because Sansa wasn't there when he took over Winterfell. But, like, if she's so stuck up with Jamie and what he did eight years ago in season one, I get it's her father. But, like, the speculation was that he took over Winterfell, he beheaded that one dude, and allegedly killed Bran and the other little Stark. Now, we know they were just the farm boys. Yeah. But, like, I guess all's forgiven. I felt like there would have been a second of, like, Sansa, I'm sorry. I, I think his sorry was, I'm here to fight for Winterfell. I knew I fucked up in the past. And this is kind of him, like, oh, Bran, you're just going to be over there? Yeah. 
Theon volunteers, like, I'll stay with him. I was like, oh, so maybe Theon goes. Theon's dead. But, like, uh, maybe. You know, there's, there's, we'll a theory, there. yeah. there's theories. There's so, a million like, theories. There's, all, there's a theory for everything. You're damn right. Uh, but, like, maybe Sansa and, and Theon had that sorry moment a few seasons ago. Yeah. And I can't remember it, but whatever. Uh, maybe the final stand around a map and talk scene. <laughs> We've gotten a bunch of, here's a map. Let's stand around and strategize yeah. and film it. Uh, we've gotten a lot of that through our eight seasons with the show, seven and a half. And uh, we got probably our last one, at least in Winterfell, where they stand around. And that's where Theon says, the Ironborn and I, Bran, you go into the Godswood. Yeah. We'll go in with you. We'll we'll protect you. Like, if I'm Bran, I'm like, anyone but you. <laughs> I mean, the thing, you got to think, like, that's where, you know, the Night King can feel him, knows where he's at at all times. Like, basically, you just put, like, an X on you. Yeah, but if I'm them, I'm like, okay, Bran, go wait in the crypts at the bottom. Let all the whites come in, fill up the whole thing, and a wildfire. Yeah, but then you're building up, you're, you're blowing up your whole thing. I, I hear oh, who it. Who cares? I hear if you're you. not alive, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. You're going to see it anyway. I hear you. <laughs> like, I'd but rather I'm, blow it up and build a new winter. They're already having plans of outside the wall where they had like the barricades. There was, they, they tied up yep. all the, the I like glass. That. Like, it, I, it was cool. It was like in uh, Walking Dead when they would do that around yeah, the city. They like, have the, I actually the ditches there. So I was like, the, the, they, they, they're going in with a plan. It's not like they're just going in blindly and So fighting. if White Walkers can't swim, why wouldn't you build a moat? Probably wouldn't have, didn't have enough time. Yeah, but you had eight seasons. They knew in episode one, season one, literally they said winter is coming. <laughs> and they knew exactly yeah, what I they know. meant. That, so that like, would have been kind of corny though if they just did a moat. That would have been corny. But you build a moat that's... You know, I don't know, quarter of a mile wide, you can at least get a few thousand of them to drown. Yeah, eventually it would fill up with bodies and they'd be able to pass through. But and it, I guess That's maybe it would f- maybe it would freeze. Maybe yeah. the water would freeze yeah. because you're up north. So I can like think that. But like, it's a lot of work. What's your life? Yeah, <laughs> bro. Rather, if you were stranded in the, uh, I, I'm glad they jungle, didn't do that route. You would do whatever you needed to do. I wouldn't like that. It's, of course, it's convenient for the plot, but it's also. WWE logic, but it's bro. Too, it's why too cold. That... It would freeze. So to me, that right there alone says that plan's not maybe good. though, because snow melts there and the ground has always kind of got puddles and stuff. So like, I think when I see that, I'm like, it could work. I it's don't cold know. as shit out there. They, it's freezing. Who, who knows? But we had our, ma- our our major scene where they basically said like like Brand said, the Night King knows where I'm at. He's yeah, marked yeah. me, and this is where I I'm gonna go. There is a theory saying that uh, the Night King's never gonna show up. That he's taking Viserion, going no, right I, down to King's Landing. And I, I agree. And I don't, I don't think up. we see him in this episode. I would not be surprised I, at all. I, if I see him, I'm surprised. Yeah. I so you expect- would actually be more... See, I wouldn't be more surprised if I saw him. I, I expect to see him, I don't but I wouldn't him. be surprised if I don't. I think this is where he sends his generals and his other army. Go, you fight this battle. While they're distracted, I'm over here. Yeah, doing my thing with King's Landing. Exactly. Or just at least gathering more whites on my way exactly. down south. But like, my only question to that is... And I don't know the answer, but I'm pretty sure they can't. I don't think White Walkers can raise the people into whites. I think it's only the Night King. I think, I think so. So if the so. Night King's not or, there. Or a general or something. I think you have to I don't be, think they do. I don't think the White Walkers can. The White Walkers are the people on horses, the deads on yeah. horses with the long hair. I don't think they have the power to. I could look it up because I have a smartphone, but I'm not going to. I don't yeah. think they do. I think it's only the Night King, which would then flatten out a lot of theories of people coming yeah. back as whites. And that would hurt the Night King's army more than would help. Now, the Night, you know, because at that point, if he doesn't have a Syrian, like, They're the dragon. dragons are going to yeah, just fucking yeah, destroy yeah. him quick. So, like, I kind of... And, that, and, that's, ha- and that's his ace in the hole, is the Syrian. Right, and I kind of almost think you have to see the Syrian here, because in the episode 
quick teaser for episode three. You do see a dragon. It doesn't. I don't know what dragon yeah, it is. You don't know what dragon it is. It doesn't look like Viserion, but you see a dragon, which tells me there has to be Viserion there okay. because. If, if you're the Night King and you're like, all right, guys, see ya. You're all going to go die now and I'm going to fly because then Rhaegal and Drogon would easily take out the White's yeah. army. So like, I kind of feel like the Night King would be kind of foolish if he didn't do that. Um, so I think we're going to see him. I would be – I expect to. Like I said, I would actually be shocked if we don't yeah. see him. But I don't know how much of a – like a – uh, role, role play. Yeah. Maybe he's just in the back overseeing, kind of flying around, doing your thing. I don't know if we get a big giant dragon battle. Uh, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, of course. I, I don't know what we're going to get there. Uh, I can also, can you can you imagine like the Night King and like his generals strategizing when they can't even talk? Like, Yeah, point, go there. there and there. and I want to see if you have a, a note, my number two. I want to see if you have me even written. I don't even have my, I haven't gotten to any yeah. of my number three, two, one oh. yet. So uh, I actually... This is, I think, the second week in a row. The way they happen in the episode is how I numbered them three, okay. two, one. So it actually kind of works out. Uh, Bran and the Ironborn, that, um, we talked about that. And then also at that table, they decide who's going to go into the crypts. Yeah. Like you have Gilly, yeah. you have little Sam. Um, they suggest Tyrion. Um, they suggest the Varys, Sam, too. They suggest nope. Sam. Samwell says, fuck that. I really, I'm telling you, man, I love Samwell. He is quickly yeah, becoming my favorite yeah. character in this season. And he's got, he's going to have a, a huge role in the end. Unless they kill him and I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. There's always a, an ellipsis with a dot, 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 unless they kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I love about Game Anyone, of Thrones. Anyone, no one's safe. At any time. Brienne gets knighted um, as a bunch of characters share the fire. Now, this fire scene was super long. Um, but, like... I, and I don't remember all the hits and all the things that were said. So maybe if you have like a number three inside of that. No, my my number one was just that moment of what? Any any night can night a night. Yeah, that was again. It was ja- it was just Jamie. I my, my number redemption. one is basically Jamie's character change of who he started, how we hated him, and now I he's one of my favorite characters to come out and and night her just to see her eyes, her tear. I I started tearing up. That 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 moment hit me. It was a nice moment, and again, maybe her goodbye. We know she's on the battlefield because she's the one yelling, "Stand back!" or whatever yeah. it is. Or, yeah, she's she was so right, she's in the front. right in the front. So we know that she's going to be a big part of this battle because she is a knight now. She's going to go down in a blaze of glory, and that's the way she wants to go. If she's going to get killed. It's going to be either yeah. protect, protecting Arya Sansa, who Arya doesn't even need it, no. um, or right in battle, just like Grey Worm. Like that would be like the way they want to go. Especially now that she's knighted, she basically has everything yeah. she wants in life. But it was just a beautiful scene. It wasn't. It didn't make the list for me because it just I felt a little like convenient. Oh, a night. Any night can night a night. Like great. Like fuck. It takes away that like that specialness. I guess if you will. Don't get me wrong. Super Come touching. Come here, last night on earth. Super touching. I, I thought super it was touching. perfect. Touching. But I, it was just kind of convenient to the plot because again, it's just making you feel for it. What I think is is not funny. Not. Uh, I, I guess maybe ironic's the word, but you love Jamie and his character arc, even though he fucking turns on Ned, stabs him, and yeah. puts him in the crypts, and kills the knight or the Mad King. But you hate Theon because he killed what's his face. No, I just I just don't like where Theon he took the castle. Where you said you killed who the was Stark the, boys. Who was no? Who was the person who killed the dad? And you were like he killed his father. There's no coming back from that. Who was that? Tyrion killed his dad, and, and we still love him. Like that's the no, way. no, not no. Um, Who the hell was it? Who killed his dad? I can't think at I all. Right keep, now. Yeah, keep going. I can't think right now. But anyway, um, we have that scene, and then so my number three was actually in the fire scene, um, and it's more of a comedic moment. 
when Tourmont Giantsbane is is oh, yeah. going around, and it's not his story of drinking giant milk and coming to bed with the, the whatever. It's when he comes in the room and he's like, "Is the big woman still here?" Yeah, that, that, a lot that of memes on there. A lot of funny memes on that. That to me, I was cracking up laughing at, at him. And I get it; he's more of a comedic, uh, like comedic relief, and and potentially he's going to go too. Uh, but really funny scene and i just i appreciated a good comedic drop in the middle of a dramatic yeah, he's scene like, suck me from the teat, the I, teat I, of, I, I was cracking for up. three months yeah. she fed me and then i i forget what he said there but uh then we had davos and the burnt girl um a lot oh, of yeah, yeah. yeah so winterfell's taking in a lot yeah. of people um for shelter and kind of recruiting them and this that and the third and he see we see a girl with a burnt half of her face very, very close looking to Grayscale. Uh, as we know, uh, Stannis's daughter, I can't remember her name right now. He had a very close relationship with her. She taught him how to read. And when he looked at her, when he was pouring that soup, I thought he was going to pour some yeah. you know, out of the bowl or on his arm or some shit because he was stunned. Well, because you, you know, like that was the one that, that the, obviously the girl who reminded him of taught him how to read. He mm-hmm. spent all this time with her and then knowing that she was burnt alive. Like it was just like a little nice touching moment. Like, oh man, Davos, you poor bastard. Yeah, and again, we'll get into the predictions yeah. at the end of this of who lives, who doesn't. I have a list of names real quick, and we'll kind of go through. Uh, Arya shares a drink with the Hound and, and Beric Dondarrion. We, you kind of referenced that already. Yeah. That was just a fun scene because it's just, just cementing like, her. When I first met you, went shut the hell up. Now you're just so silent. Like that was just cool. Yeah, that was an awesome moment. Uh, my number two, very awkward, the Arya and Gendry scene. Yeah, and, and but I just liked how she was just like, oh, you slept with all lot of girls. How many was it? One, two, twenty. I, I just like how she went about it. I thought yeah. that was that was pretty pretty cool. She was like she's very mature in this yeah. scene, and I love the. And she's twenty two years old in real life, so it's not yeah. you know. Um, I love the thought of of the way she puts it, like her reasoning for wanting to just. It's my bang could him. be my last. She night. says it's my last night. Like I want to feel it. I want to yeah. experience it before I potentially die. And I was like. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, cool. At least she's not doing it with the hound. Exactly. You yeah, know? Thank God. At least it's Gendry. Yeah. Gendry seems like... Always uh, had a thing for... Uh, yeah. what, I, what I like about, like, in real life, the behind the scenes is the producers went to her and said, like, how comfortable do you feel? We'll go as far as you want to go with the scene. Yeah. That's why we got side boob, yeah. but no nip, because she basically said, like, I'm good with that, yeah. but I don't want to go there. So I appreciate, like, they took care of that. Yeah. You know, early Game of Thrones season one, just titties flopping yeah. everywhere, yeah. dicks flopping everywhere. Yeah. And we don't got, we don't have that anymore. It's more stylized. It's yeah. more intentional. Um, it's not just for show anymore because people are so invested. You're not trying to get, like, horny dudes to yeah, watch your show exactly. uh, anymore. So I like that. She took off her shirt. She had the scars there. And he was like, holy shit, what are you? Yeah. You are a bad mamma jam. Yeah. So I really liked... Without saying a word almost, she let him know, you built me that weapon yeah. for a reason. And, and, and my theory is, I think she's going to be the one to take down Viserion because of that spear. She's going to have, okay. she's going to, I think she's, she she's going to have a big role. That's going to come into a big role. She's got role. the dagger for, you know, close combat. But she's now got the, spear the spear for the dragon. Too. I can see it because um, the Night King. I just wanted to put used, that on record. The Night King only used one spear to take down exactly. Viserion, so the the theory is possible, especially if she like goes right through the brain or right in the mouth or something like that. That would be cool. Um, so, but Arya and Gendry is my number two. As awkward as I felt watching yeah. it, I had to get past that. Yeah, and it was a really touching, good, solid story yeah, driven scene. It was. So I, I just wanted to say, not because of side boob, because yeah. that is. Yeah, that is an awkward set of side boob that I don't want to see again. But it was more of these uh, surrounding Pod. Uh, Pod's got some pipes, my friend. Yeah, Podrick. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I watched pipes. behind the scenes. They were like, "Yeah, we knew he had a good voice. We we 
Who would be right to sing this song? It was like, he was the only option we had. Yeah, Jenny of Old Stone is the name of the song. The song is from the books, but they actually wrote original lyrics for the show. Um, and what I liked about that is they basically went character to character yeah. to kind of show them in their final months. Ari is laying in bed like wide awake. Everyone's last night. Kind of showing everybody yeah. where they're at. Um, and then they cut to John spilling the beans to Daenerys. Yeah, which was – he kind of kept like ditching her. Like, even though during Trump, he kind of just gets up, goes this way real fast. So it's kind of like, okay. The, even, like, the second time he did it, I was like, okay, they're going to – he's going to play. Like, oh, no, I can't talk to you now. Then the end of the episode, they're going to drop the bomb and we're going to see. I, I don't think it's going to bother her. Like, I don't think it's going to affect her. I think it, she's going to still be like, so I he, love you. That's it. So he drops the bomb and they are in the crypts. It's, again – uh, right where John found out he's going to tell Daenerys. And Daenerys' first reaction wasn't like, you're my nephew. Yeah. It was, oh my God, you're the heir to the throne. She yeah. cares so much about that goddamn throne yeah. that it's, it's the first thing on her mind. It wasn't, I just let yeah. you, yeah, we you just, know, we, we just, just were in love. Right, we're, we're in love. But like, the throne. Now the so, throne is technically yours, which it, John it, doesn't want the fucking... Not he at all. Want it. And she doesn't know that yet. So I think there's the convincing. If you're going to have any story in this episode, it's going to be him telling her, like, I don't want this. Let's go kill. That, can we kill that? Maybe, again, if they both survive, they rule together. They have a king and queen. I don't know if she wants that. Like, that's the we're, thing. We're going to have to find out. He doesn't want the, the throne. She wants the throne to herself. Is there a happy medium? This was my number one moment uh, for the episode because it leaves you on that cliffhanger of... How, again, like I said with Sansa, is this news, is this decision going to have an effect on her strategy, her battle commanding, or John's fighting ability to whereas something be. happens as a detriment to the Winterfell folk? And I'm like, it has to. You it, have it, to it pay could. that off. It, it just depends how this battle where it takes place. But Real quick, I'll throw in my number two since you didn't mention it. I wonder if you even saw him. Ghost? Seeing Ghost. Nah, that wasn't really a big deal. Dude, I, I loved it. I, I jumped when I saw Ghost. Even though it was three seconds you see him on the screen, we didn't see him until season six, I believe, was the last yeah. time. After John Rose. Mm-hmm. Just good to see that he's still alive. Yeah, we knew Ghost was around, but they didn't have the money. I didn't know Ghost was I haven't seen him since two seasons ago. Well, we all knew. I don't know. We, we, I don't know. The YouTube now audience, I know. The YouTube audience knew. And, how, uh, how the fuck do you know he's still around? Okay, if... Forget you don't read the book. You know he's there or whatever. But during the show, you don't see him until season six. Yeah, okay, but he doesn't die. What if he had a heart attack and died? What if he fell in a ditch and drowned and died? They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. He got cancer and died. They'd have mentioned it. He ate something poison and died. (laughs) They'd have mentioned it. But I'm glad to see that he's alive. They didn't have the CG money for him. Of course. They basically said him or the dragons. Right. And so, like, now they do. So you saw him up. There was, like, that nice moment where it's all the guys from the Night's Watch at the top of the thing. Samuel, John, and I think Eddie is his name. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, but all that's left. And then you see Ghost in the background. It was a cool moment to see him. And and when it came on screen, I said, oh, there's Ghost. That's it. That's all I wanted. It gave me it. It like oh shit, ghost. Does ghost like, have a piece of the battle? Oh, you see my him come out my note is please don't die. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, could, I could see them him again sacrifice himself like all the other direwolves basically did. Um, yeah, we have Nymeria still alive. That's it. Her it's pack. just them two. That's it. Um, Lady was killed. All I hope the killed. pack comes, and it's just like a wolf pack. Yeah, I could see the wolf pack. I would love that. In the books, the the uh, White Walkers have giant spiders that yeah. they ride. So, like, I don't think we're going to see the ice spiders. If we see ice spiders, 
okay. But wolves take them down. Wolves can take yeah. them down. Uh, maybe the wolves do play a piece in it because there is a pack. There'd be like six. Maybe they have even more. Maybe Nymeria has recruited even more wolves. Yeah, we don't. And there'd be dozens of wolves. That would really help kind of level the playing field, especially if the wolves can take down the horses yeah. and get the White Walkers off their horseback. Then um, the Dothraki come in, fuck shit up with their sights. Bah, 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 bah. That'd be really cool. I, I I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't also mind if like you never see Nymeria again. So it's it's kind of like where are we at on that, but we'll see. Game of Thrones does a lot of fun things like that, um, and then we hear burr, 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 the horn sounds, and everybody's like, "Oh, here yeah, it goes!" In a perfect ending, you see all the the White Walkers on horseback, just kind of in a line as far as the eye can see, and it ends, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" Like I, it took. I don't think I fell asleep till like eleven o'clock that night. Yeah, Wake we don't, up at we don't see the Night King, and we do now know, even though we kind of figured that. This battle is going to take place over the entire yeah. night. It's going to end in the day, but a lot I, of this is going to take place at night. Are you going to turn the brightness up on your TV? Uh, no, I'm just going to stare at it and like, just not move. It's like <laughs> when they do night battles, I'm like, shit, man, I can't fucking see I will any. be glued to the TV. Blackwater was tough to watch because I'm like, that just is that did, did that happen? What What's going on? I prefer a battle during the day. It's a little easier to see. But we're going to have the Battle of Winterfell... That's how this episode is going to start. Because the White Walkers are making their way towards They're the there. Dothraki. They're there. Um, you can see Winterfell off in the distance over like one more little peak, one more little valley. And then boom, we're there. Yeah. Uh, who who do you have uh, dying in this episode? I just, the only one I really considered just dying is Grey Worm. He's the only one I felt like that they basically said his goodbyes. Mm-hmm. So I would just say I would just say Grey Worm just to be kind of just safe and cautious. I don't I don't want to see my favorite characters go, but I'm sure there's going to be more. Um, could be could be Brienne. That would be a tough loss, very emotional loss. Tormund could if if, if she's in the front. I imagine Tormund's right near. Her. He's got to be he's near. Her, yeah. And I, I so again. Yes or no? I, it, it, like if yes or if, no? if he dies, Brienne survives. That that might for save your, my answer for her. If okay. he dies, she survives. Beric dead. Samwell he survives. Anybody in the crypts? Not yet. I don't think Every, you think everybody in the crypts is safe. So far. Okay. For now. Um Sansa. I hope she eventually goes, but not yet. Jamie. I don't want him to go, so no. And the Night King. No, not yet. Theon. Yeah, I think I think he's gone. Okay. Um we have our reactions from last week. We ask everybody to like, hey, let us know what you thought about the episode, and we'll read it on the air. So we have a couple people who dropped us a line saying what they thought about this past week's episode. So I'm going to pull them up real quick right now, and then we'll go ahead and read a couple of them. Uh, where are we at on this? We are right here. All right. So. I know I know Garchiti. From, from Facebook, yeah. So Sean Carchiti yeah. says, uh, it's the calm before the storm. Nervous laughter in the face of a great challenge. Overall, much better in storytelling and resolving some threads in addition to bring back comic relief. Maybe for the last time, question mark. So yeah. he kept it completely spoiler-free. I did ask, hey, let's keep some spoilers out of it, yeah. please. Um, but so thank you, Sean, for yeah. being completely and 100% vague. I appreciate that. Um, and then M Cassini on Instagram dropped us a DM and said, another great setup episode, knowing that all episodes will not from now on will be nonstop action. So I'm enjoying these character relationship building ones. It will make it harder when somebody gets killed. Exactly. And I love the entire fireplace. Exactly. Scene. So thank you, M Cassini and Sean for dropping us a line on your thoughts of the game of Thrones season two. I'm sorry. Season eight, episode two. Uh, what's that called again? One more time. A night of the seven yep. kingdoms. And we have our, 
big battle of Winterfell that we're going to cover this coming week. So we're going to give you almost a whole week to watch it before we go into spoilers. Man. Another great episode. Yeah, and I, I liked it. Overall, as a solid 8 out of 10 type of episode. Um, it's the exact warm and fuzzy feeling you need before everything goes to shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to give my Avengers Endgame spoiler-free impressions. The review will come next week. Sam is seeing it in a few hours here on Saturday. Was this April 27th? Yes. You're seeing it in a few hours. Um, so I'm really excited to talk that with you. Um, because I, I have a feeling, um, but I'm going to read the IGN review really quick before I dive into my personal impressions of the episode. Avengers Endgame is easily the Marvel Cinematic Universe's most ambitious, emotional, and affecting film to date, somehow managing to tie up more than a decade of storytelling in a confident and mostly coherent climax, a hurdle that most other blockbuster franchises have stumbled for in their final run. It will inevitably provoke years of spirited debate among fans and over-reliance on messy CGI action blunts some of its impact, but in terms of pure heart, Endgame holds nothing back. The uh, This may not be the only way for Marvel to end its first chapter of its superhero saga, but when faced with 14,605 possible outcomes, it manages to be a surprising and satisfying one. I'm pretty sure I saw it was 9.5. Yes, we saw, we saw it was 9.5, so IGN scored it a 9.5. I'm somewhere between an 8 and a 9. Okay. I'm somewhere in between there. Um, I will say this before I get into my impressions. On Thursday night alone, it did $60 million domestic only. Holy shit. That's $3 million more than The Force Awakens. This has a shot of claiming the top spot from Avatar. And I didn't know Avatar was like, what, 2.7? And 7 and change. Yeah, Yeah. that's like crazy how much. Because we look at it now and we're like, holy shit, a billion. That's crazy. You gotta do just shy of triple. three. Yeah. That's insane. But sixty million opening night domestic. If any movie has a chance to do it right yeah. now, it's Endgame. Literally, the only movie to do it, unless Avatar two beats it. Did you? Uh, I know, right? Did you see what happens if you Google Thanos? I did. I did. You I saw. I saw Josh Brolin, and everyone's been re- repost. I I didn't do it, but I was like, that's kind of cool. I'll do it right now. Go on Google real no, quick. No, I've I, I seen it. You won't, it I, I see, Greg, I've seen it 50 times. I, I want to look at Thanos. I don't want my shit Thanos shit to disappear. <laughs> I wanted to look at it. If you Google Thanos, the, on the right side of your screen, an Infinity Gauntlet pops up. And if you press on the Infinity Gauntlet, it snaps. And then all the stories, all the results on Google start to, to yeah. fade away. They dust. And then your search result cuts in half. Yeah. That, to me, was the nicest touch at the very end. And, I love that. And, it, it, again, it was a, definitely a nice touch. But I, I feel after, like that would have been more for, like, Infinity War, not Endgame. I feel like that would have been a more fun yeah, Google thing yeah. for Infinity War. I think they just didn't think of it yeah. until now. Yeah. I really was like, cool, this would have been great a year ago. Yeah. But uh, I saw it 363 days after I saw Infinity War because I saw both of them uh, opening night almost a year to date afterwards. This is not a spoiler. There is no end credit scene. So if you're going to see this movie, stay for the credits. Stay for the credits, I would say, because there's a nice emotional tie. But there is no scene, kind of. I will say if you're a really, really big Marvel fan or you have good hearing, stay for the credits because there's a nice touch as the credits fade out. I gotta take a leak when the credits are there. I'll be running out of the theater. If you come back for the credits, nah, I'll wait. I'll wait till I watch it's, it. It's a nice touch ah, at wait. the end of the credits. No rush. It wasn't. It wasn't asking you to do it. Don't care if you stay or not. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so again, spoiler-free impressions, Sam. This will do nothing to your yeah. movie-going experience, and it will do nothing for yours either. Um, I've had conversations with one, two, 
three, four, five, five definite, maybe six people who have seen it. So I've kind of gotten like my whole point to everybody was prove me right or prove me wrong. Like don't sit there and say, good opinion, Greg. I want you to say you're wrong because if I'm wrong, I need to be told uh, because that's what's going to help change me. Now I'm seeing it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. AKA Sunday for the folks who aren't listening on Saturday. Seeing it Sunday. I really think this is a movie that's going to stick with me more the second time because I know what to expect. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to tie together those knots. I think the opening scene is great. I think the last hour is great. The two hours in between for me were the things where I was like, let's keep this moving. Let's keep this moving. And I've heard people say it doesn't feel three hours. It felt a little three hour-ish to me. I think there was even a couple people that said that there were points where they thought it was a little drug out. A little bit. A little bit drawn out. And uh, I think a a tenth of that has to do with the time that I saw it. You know, 9 o'clock at night for a three-hour movie. After a full day of work. I would have been too tired. There's no way After a full day of work and with a baby who clearly I had to come home and she woke up. So I was like, fuck my sleep habits. Um, But I did that to myself. Yeah. I think it felt a little drawn out. I will say that uh, that uh, not Thanos, Thor and Ant Man, fantastic, love them. Um, I I know that I saw it with Ryan Popejoy, who's a huge Captain America fan, but does not like Chris Evans. Right. Doesn't think he's a good in the role. He even said Chris Evans was good. Okay, that's so good to hear. That's good to hear that he thinks that this was. <laughs> he said good for Chris. He Evans. said this was Chris Evans' first of Captain America movie. So that was a nice little comment from from our buddy Dang, Ryan. What an asshole! He didn't uh, like Winter Soldier. That's what I said to him. I was like, Winter Soldier was really good, dude. He's like, I still, uh, it's still my favorite Marvel movie. And and to me, like this fits really comfortably right in the middle of the MCU for me in terms of after I saw it. Okay, um, it was good. It was hold on. It was really really good. And I really, really liked it. I didn't love it. And I didn't think it was great. Hopefully that changes for me after the second time. There are things that you and I have said on this podcast that do happen. There are things that you and I didn't say on this podcast that happen. So it's going to trick you. There are definitely scenes where you're like, well, shit, I didn't expect that to happen. Or shit, totally saw that one coming and either I loved it or I was kind of hoping they didn't do it and they did it. I think you're going to get a whole range of emotions. I will tell you, Sam, as like an inside, we podcast, we know things joke. um, You are going to hate Captain Marvel even more. Yeah, I'm sure. You're going to hate Captain Marvel even more. Um, And and you're not the only person to say that. I heard people say that, like, I was like, I wonder who is like the least favorite Avenger and Captain Marvel's name has come up multiple times. Uh, In this film. Now, again, I'm sticking with, I kind of liked her. I still liked her uh, solo film. Brie Larson still doesn't do it for me. Now, I liked what you said. I didn't know. Um, I've since heard it from multiple people, but you were the first one to tell me she filmed Endgame before she filmed Captain America or Captain Marvel. So, like... Her first time in the MCU wasn't her solo film. Yeah. She actually kind of had a, a, a way about the character. She's different in this film. Yeah. It's a different uh, attitude, a different, like, Captain Marvel. It's going Marvel to be the same. Well, it's going to be the same shit of her. I, I get to see her it's doing, not, it's not. doing the she, same look faces. There's one scene that you've seen in, yeah. the, in that scene where Thor calls his hammer. Everybody's uh, seen that yeah. already in, like, the trailer. That's the only time she's really. Brie Larson. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but Brie Larson's pretty shit uh, in the role. Um, the other times, she actually – her face moves. So it's nice. Okay. I just don't think – I think her arc was it, – it was flat for me. Yeah. It was really right. flat for me. I'm a little too predictable, a little pissed off at it. Um, again, without giving anything else away, there are characters that um, – that there were outcomes from previous films that – 
you you will find out yeah. what happens from the previous films if it's real or not. And, and also, I know that this is the last Stanley cameo that we will get. And it's a uh, quick one. Yeah. So when you're in there, like you know it's him. He's in makeup, so you have to look for it. And so when, you, but you know it's him from his voice. And if you miss it, he's gone. Yeah. So kind of be prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, and then they say there's like a bunch of piss breaks that you could take. Like there's IGN yeah, there was, started. All I know is 55 minute one. That's different all I know. people. They said the first one you can possibly take is 55 minutes in. Um, I completely disagree. That was one of my favorite scenes in the film. Um, again, don't listen to anybody's opinion. Don't take my advice. If you think 55 is fine because other people are saying it, that's great. Or if you're just at a scene where you fucking have to piss, go piss and run back. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. There are... Unless I can hold it. You might miss something. Like, that's the thing. Because like, God not- knows I barely drank anything last night. I've had maybe, what, a half a water where I normally have already a coffee with that. I had no coffee this morning. So I'm, I'm preparing. People are like, there's no, there's no stopping in this movie. It's go, go, go. I disagree with that. But the plot is always moving forward. Okay. There's always some sort of uh, explanation. There's always some sort of uh, thing they're working on. Always some sort of, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Goal. Okay. There's always some sort of goal. So when you leave, run. Okay. Just run. And I had the first row in between the front and the back where you – like the yeah. aisleway. I had the first row there. So everybody's running right in front of me the whole time. See, and I'm and just so like – I'm in the, I'm in the sucks back. Sucks to be so you. I'm, I'm lucky. The seats were elevated. They didn't get in my way. But I was just like sucks to be you. Yeah. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be you. And I got middle of the fucking row. So Ryan and I were the middle two seats. So I was like, Ryan, if we got to pee – like, people are going to be pissed. People are going to be pissed. So I could jump the railing because there was no seats in front of me. But uh, you want a 240-pound dude jumping a yeah, railing in the middle yeah. of a Marvel movie? <laughs> it would Price. have been a little distracting. Yeah, yeah. A little distracting. Upon rewatching it, I know now where I would pee. But I also don't want to give you that because yeah. I don't – I'm telling yeah. you. these are. I'm giving no spoilers away at all uh, for this. Um, and I guess overall, like Thor, like I said, Thor and Ant-Man are good. Um and and the other characters that you liked in Infinity War, you'll like again. Okay. So I, I appreciate cool. that. And then I just – I didn't care for Captain Marvel. And that's not us shitting on Captain Marvel. You have to remember, I liked the movie. Yeah, so no you matter, liked it way more than I did. So no matter what, I am not shitting on her uh, because she's a female or because whatever. She's thrown into it, da 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 None of that. Okay. I think it was a little – I think it was a little too convenient for me in this film. Last two points I'll make. Uh, number one, there is a very emotional scene in the movie, and they cut to Cap's face, and it's meant to be like, okay, cool, here's his reaction, but his face is, and I, I yeah, you, you t- can't you t- see t- it, people, because it's audio podcast. Here's his face, and it looks like he's got to take a shit in the worst way. So <laughs> I hope you see that, and I hope you say, damn it, dude, that kind of we'll made me laugh. We'll see. People are like feeling some sort of way, and I'm. Laughing. Laughing. Okay. So that was one. And then two, there is a very obvious, very, very obvious um, – uh, two very obvious like marketing ploys. I won't say plot, product okay. placement. One of them is a product placement that in 20 years when I watch this movie again, it's going to piss me off. Okay. Um, and then the other one is foreshadowing a potential spinoff film. Okay. And I, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And then, and uh, there's that. So okay. The, we okay. don't hold your don't uh, get your hopes up for those fans who get pissed at Marvel for yeah. a certain reason. That's political. Yeah. Boom. Done. There you go. Yeah. That was as, that was as vague as I can yeah. be about the movie. When Sam sees it, we'll talk um, more. Next we're going to talk about it more next week. And there's going to be spoilers next week. It'll be out for over a week by then. So uh, 
looking forward to that conversation, and that's probably going to take up with the Battle of Winterfell and Endgame, is going that's to probably it. be the episode. Yeah. Like, we're going to keep the stories pretty short next week, yeah. I would imagine, because we're going to have a lot to talk about yeah. and unpack for next week's episode. But here's my advice to all of you going to see it. If it wasn't spoiled for you, don't be that asshole. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, just because this is Avengers Endgame, and just because this is Marvel, and just because it's an Avengers movie, doesn't mean you have to yeah. like it. And real quick, just to say it, where I posted something on Instagram the other day, and I woke up in the morning, and there was like some bot who didn't have any post to like one follower and like following a thousand people. He put, he commented a spoiler that I think, which I always expected. I'm not going to say what it is. But I'll touch base on it next week to see if it was. But I did expect it. I deleted his comment because I didn't think that was that was fucked up because I don't want any other person to read what I read. Yeah, people were programming bots to hit the hashtags yeah. and just comment on all the hashtags and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was messed up. It's really – some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, literally. Uh, but again, I did, don't love it because you're supposed to. Formulate your own opinion. Yeah. To me, this is smack dab in the middle of the MCU. Eight out of ten. Really liked it. Didn't love it. Some good payoffs, some really obvious, some really not obvious, some shockers, some emotional, happy, sad cry. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to love it. You're going to hate it. All It runs the range of emotions. Do I agree with IGN's review? Not wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, do I think Sam is going to feel like this is the best MCU movie ever? No, I don't. And I like Infinity War more. That's where I'll leave it. We'll be back next week with our impressions, and we'll be back right after this. Uh, what is this? The network promo for the pop culture cosmos check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmos show and the pcc multiverse that is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it a game like wolfenstein which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years catch our shows on podbean spotify apple Podcasts, or on over 30 more podcast outlets including our friends right here at the eso network whew man it's like we needed a break we did. That was, was a lot of stuff we covered in the first half. Hope you enjoyed that. But Culture Cosmos promo. And we go into the movie section. It's a short movie section today. The Detective Pikachu first reactions are in. And, of course, they're overwhelmingly yeah. positive. Yeah, because obviously we all know Ryan's in, I think he's in, like, Japan right now or Hong Kong. He's doing, the obviously, the whole world tour. And it's a good sign for Pokemon. And people are saying on Twitter, like the first Twitter roundup, this is the best video game movie ever made. Um, this is... Any Pokemon fans, a must-see. It's a must-see for video game fans. It's a brilliant world. The Pokemon look great. Anyone so we're seeing all who that is good stuff. 27 and above is automatically seeing it. They have to. Like, it's such yeah. a good, solid just, movie. Just thank God it's getting positive, positive buzz. Yeah, very, very positive buzz. And it comes out May 10th, so we're only two weeks away. And it's probably going to be the first movie that overtakes Endgame, but it might yeah. not. <laughs> Who knows? But it probably will. Uh, but it's going to do really well. I'm glad that the buzz is positive. I'm excited to, to read the review probably next week yeah, or the week yeah. after, yeah. but I'm definitely excited to see it. Um, hopefully night one. I don't know. Detective Bond. Or, Detective Bond. How about hilarious. Bond 25? Bond 25 got a bunch of new details, but still no official title. Yeah, basically we got confirmation that Daniel Craig is returning. Rami Malek is the villain. We believe he's the villain. Um, they're bringing back basically the major players from like the last Bond, Ralph Fiennes, I think Agent M or Q. Uh, 
Ralph Fiennes as uh, as yeah. Agent M, Ben Whishaw as Q, Naomi Harris as Money Penny, Rory Kinnear as Bond's ally Tanner, Leah Sado as uh, Madeline Swan, and Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter. Uh, new cast members include Remy Malek, uh, Dali Bensala, Billy Magnuson, which I think is the Mountain, Anna D. Armas, uh, David Denkick, and Lashana Lynch, maybe Densick. And Leona Lynch, while con- uh, while unconfirmed, the live stream heavily alluded to Remy Malek being the film's villain, and further suggested that his character would be villainous on uh, Good Morning America. Yeah. That was a live stream that Bond Twenty Five did. That where I just read it from was yeah. per IGN. But that's a lot of a lot of stuff to unpack. But still, no title. Yeah, still no title. But it's it's again, it re- just remind us, hey, Daniel Craig's movie. I think he's getting paid twenty five million for this, so it's not. He's definitely getting well compensated. But this probably will be. His last role is Bond. Leonardo DiCaprio is in talks to star in Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. That's okay. I mean, Leo's a great actor. I think Guillermo's talented, so I'm sure they'll come up with something great together. I'm not sure what this is, but I think it's Guillermo del Toro's first movie since The Shape of Water, which won a ton of awards. No, no, no. He did that other one. Didn't he do the one with this, the sea creature? That is The Shape of Water. Was it The Shape of Water? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking a lady in the water. Okay, that's right. <laughs> that was a yeah, nice yeah, shaman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie sucked. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is the follow-up. I just looked it up. Here's our box office for the week because the movie section is done. Yeah. Uh, very short. Short week. We wanted to keep it short. No one's going to drop major news on Avengers week, number one. Number two, we knew it was going to be a long yeah. episode. Uh, number ten, Hellboy falling that's, all the way from terrible. number three. That's so bad. At $3.9 million, a 67.2% drop. I, I still want to see it. I didn't see it. I talked to quite a few people. Basically... If you're a comic fan of Hellboy, you'll like the movie. If not, you're compared to Ron, Ron Perlman's, you might not like it. Number nine, staying at number nine is Missing Link at $4.1 million. Number eight, dropping from number seven, is Us at $4.1 million. Number seven, falling from number four, a 50% drop at 4.8 is Pet Cemetery. Number six, falling from number five, is Dumbo at $6.6 million. Number five, falling all the way from number two, is Little at $8.3 million. Number four... Up from number six, number four, up from number six at $9 million, a 6% increase, Captain Marvel. People are seeing it real quick before they see Endgame. Number three, new to the list at 11.2, is Breakthrough. Number two, falling from number one, is Shazam at 16.4 million, a 33% dip. And surprisingly, number one at $26.3 million, new to the list, the Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I was kind of sh- shocked that it beat Shazam. Um, movie's not for me. So. If it was week one and week one, I would be shocked. But like week two, I'm week not three, super shocked. Maybe maybe it's, no, it's because we're the yeah, okay. a week behind. Is this is now week three? But it's week two coming soon, and this is for May third, so the week before. Long Shot, which is a Seth Rogen movie, you're gonna get a preview of it for Endgame. If you never heard of it like I did, you might be interested after you see. Was this that movie. him and uh, Charlie? Charlize Theron? Yes. I oh, know it looks good. I saw it. Charlize Theron, like, yeah, it looks good. she doesn't age. It looks, oh, she looks fantastic. She doesn't age. Can we just agree there? The Intruder, The Last Summer, Ugly Dolls, El Chiano, nonfiction. So, like, not much. Not much. Because, well, you know, smart. Endgame is going to yeah, dominate for exactly. two weeks. Uh, so, that's what's upcoming as we move into the TV section. And this is going to be a quicker discussion because we're going to do, we don't want to do two 
Doom Patrol discussions this week, and then next week when we do our show, we're not going to have one, so we're not going to be like, do two now, and then nothing again. So we're going to spread it out. This is episode 10 of Doom Patrol. Can't believe there's only four left after yesterday dropped with episode 11. But this is going to be episode 10, Hair Patrol, so last week's episode. But it was so funny because we went on this long diatribe last week about how Swamp Thing is down to 10 episodes and it's hurting the DC Universe and not having apps is killing them on console. Then 10 minutes after our Brett Myers interview is over, I got an email when you were right next to me. It said, introducing the DC Universe Xbox app. And it's like, really? Right after we go on the air, like you come out with that. And unfortunately, we're not the only ones that noticed because I got a text message. Uh, from a buddy of mine who says, hey, he said this on Tuesday. So he listened to the show, texted me a Tuesday night. He said, hey, just so you know, DC Universe is on Roku too. I said, I know, I have a Roku. And 10 minutes after we recorded, DC sent me an email saying it was available on Xbox. Yep. He said, wow. Yep. So That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I have a Roku. It's downstairs in storage because who the hell needs a Still Roku? Still use a Roku. <laughs> um, but it's got Angry Birds on it, which is cool. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So Doom Patrol is now available, or the DC Universe, I should say, is now available on Xbox for consoles. I'm sure PlayStation got something cooking, um, hopefully at least, because they kind of need it. There's 94 million in the wild. Yeah. So it'd be a smart idea, but it's available for Xbox one on top of the Roku app and your iPad and computer um, and Android device, whatever. Uh, but anyway, hair patrol, this to me was one of my favorite episodes in a long time because it was simple. It was two different arcs. One was Niles heavy yep. and one was um, cyborg and uh, Elasta woman heavy. Yep. Very, Rita. very, 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 very Rita far and cyborg. And heavy. it was only like what? 48 minutes. So it wasn't too the, long. That was two weeks ago. This one was a little longer. Well, this one was 52. And so not that much longer, but, uh, and this past week was only 46. So like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, Hey, it's good when you get the long episodes, but when you get the short one, you had a long a nice week. Like, okay, cool. It's a nice little break. Yeah. Friday is at nine. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's nice to end your week on a 45 minute. But, uh, this one was a really good episode. We got introduced to another villain, the beard hunter, who, uh, unfortunately is probably not going to be a mainstay in the show, yeah. especially at the end of the yeah, episode, yeah. but he was such a good villain. He kind of reminded me a little bit of like Will Farrell's character in Wedding Crasher, just kind of the guy who lives with his mom, just like kind of an idiot and totally, you know, I don't know. It, it was a funny, it was a funny episode of just him, how he kind of tracks people. And- yeah. So the Bureau of Normalcy recruits him instead of hunting him, which I think they actually recruited him because they hunted him. Because he has this weird power of when he consumes, he's obsessed with hair. So when he consumes hair specifically from the face, um, that's why he's a beard hunter, he locks onto you and can basically hunt you yeah, based off, you of down, your, yeah. off of your beard hair. And he eats it. And there is a gross-out moment where he breaks into the um, – Mansion into the Doom Patrol mansion and goes into Niles's sink oh. and unscrews the sink and pulls up a big wad of Niles's shaved beard hair and just opens his mouth and they do this slow disgusting shot where the saliva is stretched out from top yeah, to bottom it, it of his was, mouth. Like I gagged a little bit and he eats it. I was a little uncomfortable but yeah. laughing the whole time. Yeah, he, it was it was a fun character, but that moment was a little bit gross. And do, do you find the shows a little convenient that people can just go into the mansion whenever they fucking want? Like anybody can just break in and like walk freely. Well, I feel like him. He's at least got experience of being kind of shady and he's espionage. He's a fat dude walking down the middle of a hallway. Like, I, well, he's the best at what he does, right? You know, apparently, it's not like he was Joe Schmo across the street. <laughs> I mean, he is Joe Schmo in his mom's basement. Uh, but it's a really funny playoff because like he's like super psyched to get. Uh, 
uh, recruited by the Bureau of Normalcy. Like he tells his mom, yeah. like mom, he's and you see him zipping up his shit, but he can't fit into it, and he's yeah, like, got to get a sucks in. Sucks yeah, it. it was it's, funny. It was really really funny, and that's like one half of the episode. Now he gets captured um, by Cyborg and Rita, and then put in a chair and kind of uh, uh, interrogated. Yeah. So a lot of the episode is that. Um, so we'll basically break down that entire arc and then stop, tie in the Nile stuff and then kind of tie that on the whole episode. Uh, after they um, interrogate him, he falls over. Cyborg's chin hair or sideburn falls out, hits the floor. One single one. He sees it. He locks onto it, thinks it's like crack. He snorts his hard as he can. Yeah. It goes up his nose. He gets hooked on Cyborg, which is a really fun kind of thing. I thought they were going to go that direction, go away from Niles, but I like that he's stuck to his mission, but unfortunately it doesn't work out for him in the end. Yeah, but it was cool because he could like know what Cyborg was going to do before like Cyborg knew it, right? Oh, right. They had the fight scene. Yeah. That's right. Which, they which did was have cool. A fight which scene. was cool. I actually, I forgot all about that. They did have a fight scene where he predicted all of Cyborg's moves. See, Good that's call. why I was like, great. If you talk about it, the episode will come back in my head like, yeah. okay, cool. This was eight days ago now that we both watched it, so it yeah. is definitely not super, super fresh in the, uh, brain. Fresh in the yeah. brain. So, anyway, they have that, and that he meets his end at the end of the episode by this big giant half wolf half man thing like bigfoot mixed with a wolf yeah and you see it at the beginning of the episode because they flash back to niles hunting with a friend the friend goes missing all of a sudden niles uh is sitting by a campfire this thing pops out at him it's half funny half bad cg it's just whatever yeah but then he wakes up in a cave with this very hairy like cave woman you don't know if she's gonna take him or you don't know if she's gonna love him turns out they do fall in love yeah because like she doesn't speak at first and they're kind of just like he, he just kind of her language but yeah basically he in his mind he's like oh i'm not your pet blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, they yeah, say, yeah. i'm not gonna die here blah 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 and he gets hurt and she tries to make him, him back yeah, and, she he breaks his leg that's yeah. right his bone sticks out they show you that too yeah so I mean, it was it was a nice weird scene of them too, kind of where he oddly kind of finds takes her ass clothes off and then like it, she's all hairy. Yeah. That and you know then eventually he keys out there. Then he he runs into his old friend. I've been tracking that woman. Blah blah blah. And they're walking back on ice. But then he kind of knows this. Like almost reminded me of Batman. Like know your surroundings. Yeah, you they show you that he's been out there for years yeah, at this point. Yeah. So he knows where the ice is. Then yeah, and then kind of. He breaks the ice, his friend falls in, and he lets his friend die. Yeah, because his friend said he wants to kill his new love. And it's really good payoff there. Yeah. Um, then you find out that the that whole wolf thing is actually a summon from the woman. So yeah. the woman can summon this wolf thing, tie it back to present day. Uh, he wakes up in a completely white, awesome-looking room, even though it's just white, really well done, with Alan Tudyk's character, Mr. Nobody, this is where you knew he was the villain the whole time, but he never really did anything maniacal outside of talking. This is where his speech to Niles really drove home that this guy is out for no good. Yeah. And I imagine now since there's only, what, four episodes Four episodes left, left after this past We're probably going to see him in every one because he wasn't in every single episode. And he wasn't in this last one from Friday this week. Yeah. So, so uh, there again. After that, I think out. he's going to be in every single episode, I think. You, you think so. You hope so. Yeah. Because um, I do like Alan Tudyk. He's, he's very funny. He, and he's really good in this role. Yeah. I mean, like almost everybody in this show is, has played their part really, really well. Yeah. It's a shame the budget's not higher because they, they could do really good things with this show. Um, but they flash forward. Niles and, them, uh, Niles and Mr. Nobody have a really good dialogue dialogue in this empty room where Niles you understand is still a captive of Mr. Nobody so the hunt is still on Beard Hunter is still looking for him he goes down into the basement then there's a really funny exchange of voicemails between him and his mom mom I got in and mom's like I'm so proud of you with the beard hunting thing and at the bottom of the steps is a doll or at least somebody with a mask on of Niles as he approaches Niles's or who he thinks is Niles 
who's behind him but that fucking wolf thing, and he is dead. Yeah, so he is a one-episode villain. We imagine that he doesn't make it to the end, and hopefully soon we'll see if the bearded lady or bearded woman is still And if she continues around. to make a, yeah. an impact as we kind of move into, are they going to find Niles this season or are they not? Four episodes left. Well, now there's four. There's, as of this episode, five yeah. episodes left, including yesterday's, which was uh, Francis Patrol, yeah. uh, which we'll talk about next episode. Overall, one of I think one of my yeah, it was favorite good. episodes. It was a good episode. It was yeah. good. Um, still, again, I think it's the, the running theme. This show is still really good. Yeah. Please go watch it. Yep. This is, 100%. Not, this has not done anything to hurt that. DC Universe, seven bucks. You owe it Just, to yourself. Where's Beast Boy? That's it. <laughs> Pennyworth will premiere on July 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Epics. I still don't know if I'm going to watch this show. Just I don't, I don't know where the hell I even f- find Epics, number one. But I, I don't know. It's I, Batman related. I thought you'd go it, over but it. But it. it's, it's Alfred. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe when, I get, when it gets closer. And, I don't know. We'll see. It's not jumping out at me like, oh my god, Sam, you have to watch this. It's like, ah, maybe if when they drop a full trailer, I think. I mean, they they drop like little tidbits, and I was just like, okay, that's England Alfred, okay. (laughs) As one Batman show begins, another one ends as Gotham has reached its series finale. Yep, it was uh, episode fifty. Can't believe they made it that far. Just but again, if for Gotham, for what it was, from where it started, and you kind of just accept, only fifty episodes. Yeah, fifty episodes. Just you just kind of expect that's Gotham. Like you can't like think like that's not Batman can. Like I dude, I felt the same way, man. It's different. Take it with a grain of salt. Think of maybe Elseworlds or Earth Two Batman, whatever you want to think of. But this episode, you get. In the beginning, Bruce goes away. I'll come back when Gotham needs me. Bam! It does a ten-year time jump. You kind of see Penguin is, I forget the actor's name offhand, but he's he's really good as the Penguin. He finally has uh, his monocle in his eye for the Penguin. The Riddler, I always liked him. He was great. Um, you see Cameron Monaghan as um, the Joker, kind of. Basically, he plays this. In 10 years, he just plays like he can't feel anything. Like, it reminded me of Analyze That when Robert De Niro got out where he's sticking the needle in his leg. They stick a knife in his leg. He don't move. And then he hears that Bruce Wayne's back and he comes out of it and he starts his thing. You see one scene where James Gordon has the thick mustache, like we all know and love, that he shaves it. But again, you, I forgot them. It kind of touched up. You see kind of Selena Kyle. She's grown up, played by a different actress. Um, I don't know her name, but she was from that show, Banshee, that was on, um, I think, Cinemax a couple years ago. She actually did really good, very, was like kind of to the comic. I thought she was really well. And you do see Batman. You kind of first you see him jump through a glass, then the one of the last scenes you see is Batman's on top of the roof overlooking basically the GCPD. It kind of zooms in. They put his face on there, even even though it was an older actor to play Batman. But it was good for the way it goes out. I thought it was okay. It had a decent run, and Gotham's done. Not one of your favorite shows ever, but something mm. you would recommend everybody watch. Yeah, I would say, oh my god, best show ever. But if you want like, yo, some junk food stuff, get like, kind of different takes on Batman and his rogues gallery. I thought the show did a decent job. They say the first couple seasons can be slower. Is that true? Yeah, and the first season, because you don't know what the hell. It, it just it, does, it, it hasn't found itself yet. Yeah, and then it kind of, I felt like it, it started to find itself and kind of later in season two and three, it kind of felt its footing of where they were. On to Marvel, WandaVision on Disney Plus will reportedly be set in the 1950s. <sighs> where Vision is doing his thing, I don't know if that means he's human or whatever, but I don't, I don't yeah, know what I, this could I, be. I don't, yeah, I don't know how they're starting because, like, technically, we just got introduced to Vision, like in the movies, like, Age of Ultron. Yeah, we so it's seen like, it 
What are they going to do? Like, well, I, I, I'm interested to see where they're going to start this show. Well, apparently, if it is 1950s, that's fine. But apparently, they may be able to tell this entire series over only six hours. So to me, is that 12 30-minute episodes or six hour-long episodes or eight 45s? Maybe that's where they're going to go. I'd rather, to be honest, I'd rather have the thirty-minute episode. Uh, me too. I like when there's something quick and short, and boom, done. And and that that makes me want to binge when there's a shorter ones. Yeah. Like Ballers is super bingy to me because it's quicker. Twenty-four minutes. When I got to sit there for fifty-five minutes, I'm like, all right, I'm one and done. Like I'm good. Yeah. I don't need any more Wandavision until next week. So maybe if they do the short ones, I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. Like, I can totally I get on board I with agree. that. Sneaky Pete is back. Nobody talks about this show. Yeah. You liked it yeah. a lot. Season three, May tenth. Kind of like, kind of fast. I, like, I never even heard like officially it was picked up. I was exactly. Heard, like, it was always. Like, I saw this on my friend's timeline scrolling through Instagram. And I think I like when you I saw this like, and I went when I went online it said May tenth. I was like, all right, that's that's cool. Like, because season two was good. I don't think it was good as season one. I would have Chris, Chris, it was just great. But hey, you got my money. I'll check it out. Se- Nate, you don't have Hulu. <laughs> I thought it was oh, it's Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, a CG animated Star Trek series has been greenlit by Nickelodeon. I mean, hey, it's cool that they're getting a little animated take on Star Trek. This doesn't kind of flow. You're not going to DVR me. Nickelodeon. I couldn't remember the last time I put on Nickelodeon. To be honest, unfortunately, every day for me now. <laughs> I think PJ Masks and Paw Patrol. Maybe that's Nick Jr. Well, yeah. Well, you're on a whole different. You know, gameplay than I am. I'm, you know what I mean. You're on left field. I'm, I'm still in the batter box. You're in box. the bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Clarita diet has been canceled pretty much out of nowhere. Yeah, and I heard. I always heard such good things about it. It was always on my docket to watch. I love Timothy Oliphant. Drew Barrymore is great. And I heard that season three had ended with a pretty big cliffhanger. And the fans are season two, right? I thought it was three. It was what I never seen yeah. an episode. I either me. either either did I. I but I thought you. they said season three ended Probably. with a, a, a big kind of cliffhanger. People were pissed. Like, why would you, you know, cancel it, blah, blah, blah. So, pissed. And we'll close out the gaming space. Moon Knight. Ele- Moon Knight. I see, I see, I see. MK. Yo, once you see MK, MK it's Moon In my head, I see Moon Knight. Mortal Kombat is out. We have the review. <laughs> it's it's rare that you get Moon Knight in a video game. <laughs> Yo, I would play the shit out of him if he was an extra character. It's a rare fighting game that hits just about every note as strongly as Mortal Kombat 11 does. Everything from its... Excuse me, methodical and deep combat to its fantastically absurd story mode and its rock solid netcode, right down to its extraordinarily comprehensive tutorial, is absolutely exceptional. Somebody used a thesaurus on this fucking review. <laughs> it's only when you get into its drawn out progression that it trips up. The keys to unlocking Mortal Kombat 11's rich uh, vault of customization options are locked behind frustratingly gimmicky and grindy barriers of the crypt and towers of time. Please learn to use your fucking punctuation, sir. Holy shit. This series continues to prove that there's no real fighting depth beyond its wow notoriously gory fatalities and this one particularly stands out as a spine ripping good time 8-5 9-0 but I would imagine that this is slightly amended because this was a day one review Mortal Kombat has some let's call it issues with their microtransactions where they're absurdly priced Um, and there's like the way that the randomness is working the uh, RNG in the game is working it's fucking you pretty hard Um, so the day after it came out they already released a patch and it's been fixed so I'd imagine that they're going to update their review score or at least the review wording this I took day one I screen capped this review so it may have changed but that's how Mortal Kombat 11's been I've told you before the show I cancelled my pre-order I'm not going to get it I'm going to wait until the DLC comes out because there are rumors that uh, the DLC characters after Shang Tsung could be uh, Spawn, 
the Joker and Moon Knight and <laughs> that, Spawn, that would down in. Spawn the Joker and um uh I believe a horror villain I can't remember but like some pretty cool DLC yeah, characters cool. so I'll wait until all the DLCs out and then they release like Mortal Kombat 11 Deluxe Edition or Game of the yeah. Year Edition for like 45 bucks and I'll go then pick you're that in. up smart we got another review probably not going to be as good from what I've been hearing Days Gone is out. We had the review. My buddy's got the game playing it. I haven't heard too many great things. Uh, I would tend to agree based off of what I've seen as well. Uh, This is the PlayStation exclusive with the giant hordes of zombies when you're a dude on a motorcycle in Oregon. Days Gone feels bloated, like a movie that goes on for an hour longer than it needs to or even should have. It's messy and confused, but peppered with genuinely thrilling encounters with rampaging hordes of zombies and occasional breathless firefights. So that's pretty positive. There's a good game in here somewhere, but it's buried in a meandering storyline, repetitive missions, and just too much obligatory stuff to do without an eye on the smaller details that have given it much more character. Some fine tuning and editing could have been removed to the te- I'm sorry, could have been could have removed the tedium and celebrated what makes this game unique and interesting, but Days Gone rides strictly down the middle of the dusty road and never finds its rhythm. Jesus. Five five. Six five. And I will say this, Sony, you made a dud, and that's okay. Yeah. You made banger after banger yeah. after banger for years. I'm Every okay once with in a you. while, they throw in I a dud. I am totally okay yeah. with you, especially because it's a zombie game. I don't have any interest anyway, and I'm never going to play it. It's okay you made this yeah. dud. Let's make sure Last of Us Part 2 <laughs> is the shit. We can only hope. Speaking of PS4, it is up to 97 million units sold. So, like a couple, right? Just one or two. One yeah. or two. 94 million or 97 million units sold is unreal. Yeah. Unreal. They, they will cross 100. They're right there. They have They're to. at the precipice. Now, do this it. is where you launch a stupid sale. Like dumb, like 150 bucks. Um, I could see them doing like an E3 sale because like they're not going to be at e- they're not going to be at E3 because Xbox continues to like be the the more con- cost conscious console yeah. on the market, but PS4 continues to be the better one. Uh, so I could see them doing a sale around June for E3, um, especially if you can do some bundles. Yeah, you know, if you can do a Days Gone bundle, maybe there's some patch that'll come out that'll help with the. There's a lot of bugs in Days Gone from what I've seen online. Uh, maybe you can fix that, do a Days Gone bundle. Maybe you can do uh, reprint the red Spider-Man PS4 Pro console and do a Spider-Man bundle uh, with like a DLC game of the year with yeah. all the DLC built into the game. Uh, maybe you could do, I don't know, God of War's not getting any DLC, so I don't think yeah, I think I that think ship so. has sailed. Yeah, he already said, yeah, there will not so, be any God of War. I don't know yet. what else you could do besides maybe some cool pack-ins. Maybe a couple different games, buy two, get, I don't know, Something. whatever. But definitely, 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 they're going to hit $100 million before the end of the year. Probably before the end of the summer. Yeah, I could definitely see that. The Switch has passed another beloved Nintendo console in sales. It's passed two. It passed the GameCube. And it's officially passed the Nintendo 64. I, I won't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> 34.74 million in just over two years. In 25 months. That is more than a million a month. That's pretty yeah. insane when you kind of break it down that way. Um, but Nintendo came out and said, hey, listen, we're not announcing any new hardware at E3. They didn't say it doesn't exist. Yeah. 
because there are rumors that the Pro and the Mini are around. There are also rumors that they're going to come out in June. So that's why Nintendo said we're not releasing okay. anything at E3. Yeah. Now, E3 is three days or five days. That doesn't mean you can't do it in June, but they're not going to announce it at E3. I think there's a little message here yeah. underlying. I'm sure. Um, but the good news for Nintendo Switch, out of the 34.74 million consoles, almost 10 million have the online service. Wow. Well, it's so cheap, you almost have to. I think you'd be stupid well, not well, to have 24 it. million don't. <laughs> 25. What is it, 25 a month, a year? Or 20, 20 a year. It's, come on. And you get NES games, 20 million a year. Why wouldn't you do it? Come on, 25 million people, what are you guys doing? Bastards. Mario Maker 2 release date of June 28th. We finally have it, which wow. is cool because it's after E3. So it's not yeah. going to be... Well, it's not cool because it's After this video, it's on sale. That's the shit part, actually, now that I think about it. It's not great that it's coming out after E3 because that means they can blow it out at E3 and that can be one of their big games. I want something new. Yeah. That's me being a selfish <laughs> Nintendo fanboy. But it's cool because it's the end of June. If you pre-order it, you get a Mario Maker stylus so you can oh, actually awesome. make levels. So instead of using your finger, which most people thought they'd have to do, you get a and it's got Mario Maker logos and, on and, it. And, and stuff as long like as you that. pre you get it. Yeah. Okay. So if you pre-order the physical, you get it. And if you pre-order the digital, I think they mail it to you. So like you can oh, even get just it. Go to the store and get it. You yeah. don't want to get lost in the mail. I, I have to get the stylus because if I make a level, these fat ass fingers ain't doing it. <laughs> Mario Kart closed beta announced for Android users. Uh, Mario Kart Tour is the cell phone game that was supposed to be coming out this summer. I don't that uh, so only Android users from May twenty second to June fifth can actually play a closed beta of Mario Kart Tour. And you can actually sign up to get into that beta right now. If you go on Nintendo's website, you can sign up for it, or maybe Mario Kart Tour's website, I can't remember, through May 8th. So you actually have a couple weeks, uh, still about a week and a half, to go to sign up if you're an Android user. I think that applies to like tablets, like Google Fire tablets as well, maybe Surface tablets and stuff. Uh, and you can play Mario Kart Tour in a closed beta version. Fucking awesome. That's awesome. That's great. For I free. love it. Come for on. nothing. Like you test the shit out. That's really, really really cool because i'm really excited i i love mario kart i don't love eight deluxe because i owned eight for three years before i bought that so i was kind of over it at that point i'm clamoring for a new mario kart so this is going to be a really fun experience awesome oh fortnite how fitting end game is out now yeah fortnite end game is a is the newest marvel fortnite crossover uh, we saw last year you could play as Thanos in Fortnite, and it was a huge hit, and everybody loved it. Now, not only is Thanos back, but you can get Captain America's shield and yeah. Thor's hammer. And while that's pretty cool, it's not going to do enough for me to play Fortnite. Yeah. Um, that that it, ship has it, sailed. It, it missed us. It, it's not for us. And we're like the only two people that say that. Everybody and, else and still loves fine. it. That's fine. But again, this is a cool tie-in for you Endgame fans or you Marvel fans that you can go play this. There's not many things that can cross over with Marvel that are at that same yeah. level of awesomeness that Marvel would say, here's our intellectual property. So good for Fortnite for snagging that. You're just making billions. Um, and good for good for Marvel for getting on top of it. Um, that's really nice. Not for me, but if you want to, it's out right now. You can go download the uh, patch to put in uh, Fortnite Endgame. Persona 5 Royal and Persona 5 Scramble. The Phantom Strikers both announced. Yeah, so Persona 5... Uh, no, Persona 5S was teased by, I forget who makes Persona games, but they they teased it out, and Persona 5 was like game of the year for so many people two years ago. Super sick RPG. 
Um, would love to see it on Switch. And everybody thought the S was for Switch, but it was not. Um, Persona 5 Royal was announced, which is coming to PS4 Pro and PC. Not Switch, not Xbox. Uh, and it's, it's Persona 5 with another semester of school with more like costumes and characters and shit like that. So it's like an addition of the game. So that's really, really cool. And then Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers was announced for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo Switch is getting a Persona game outside of Persona Q2 uh, of because Joker was announced for yep. Smash. Uh, so we knew we were getting something Persona. What this is, is Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. It's the Dynasty Warriors type game. Okay, at least, at least that's cool. That's and cool. we have, we already have Hyrule Warriors, we have Fire Emblem Warriors, and now we're going to get Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. So if you like, I think they're called Moishu games, uh, with all the enemies on screen. If you like Dynasty Warriors type games, this one will be for you. EA revealed the Madden 2020 cover athlete. All right, get ready to put on your IR slot in fantasy football this year. Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, quarterback, rookie, threw 50 touchdowns. Holy shit. Hallelujah. Where's the Tylenol? Kansas City Chiefs, they're losing everybody. Kareem Hunt, cut. Tyreek Hill, going to get cut. Their two best players, gone. What you going to do, Andy? What you, you going to do? He's going to have a banging quarterback. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> so congrats to Patrick Mahomes and Madden 2020. But, Sam, we know that last week you didn't have the CG spotlight, CGC spotlight. So this week, you're back. I got one. Yeah, so I, I picked up probably my favorite Neil Adams cover. Which is Batman 251 9.2 off white white pages, which is it's a classic cover of the Joker holding up a card with Batman on it. I think if if you That's know comics, cover. you know this book. It's it's one of the best. Um, it took me a while to get this grade. Shout out to Collectors Comics on IG. Tom, you're the man. Thank you for hooking me up. This is a, um, a Joker. The notes on the CGC case are it's a Joker appearance and it's a classic cover by Neil Adams. He did the cover and the art in the book. <coughs> Daniel O'Neill did the story. And I found out a couple, like some some cool stuff about it when I did my research on this book. Look out, Gotham! The Joker's back in town. Really so first, cool. I'll, I'll touch with the CGC, then I'll get in kind of the story. The first last nine two sale was I think it was one thousand twenty five. There are a hundred and seven nine point twos on the CGC census. There's a hundred and twenty one nine point fours. There's seventy two nine point sixes and twenty three nine point eights. I'm shocked because I've never seen a nine eight in this book, but obviously there's twenty eight. On the damn market, so whoever has it, post it up so I can see what it looks like. So this issue, to me, it's pretty significant. <clears throat> it kind of makes Joker's return to his violent roots. Because when he first appeared in the Golden Age, he was kind of, he was like this kind of, this mass murderer. And then kind of after that, they kind of made him like into like a prankster, kind of like a joke, where he wasn't killing people. So... <clears throat> Like this story kind of, it makes it relevant that criminals like the Joker kind of stay at a mental hospital. It was never, it was never like named like, hey, he's at Arkham, blah, blah, blah. But seven issues later in Batman 258, the Arkham Hospital makes its first mention, which later hospital becomes Arkham Asylum, which I found an issue that it was just, or just kind of like funny, like, damn, this long Arkham Asylum wasn't established until like 70, what, this was what, 72? Yeah. I think it was 72 should be the year over here. Uh, no, September 73. 73. So, okay, so later in 1973 was when the Arkham Asylum was, made its first appearance. So, kind of in this episode, Joker kind of breaks out of the hospital. Um, I believe he kills four out of the five gang members that kind of snitched on him, which put him in this mental hospital in the first place. And kind of, it, in, in like the 
it was like, I guess, story arc three in this issue, he kind of confronts Batman, gets him kind of handcuffed, and kind of kicks Batman into a, a freaking tank filled with a shark. Mm. Which, if you watch the animated series, is ba- loosely based on the animated series, the episode's called The Laughing Fish. Where the same thing gets kicked into a fish. Joker has these smiling fishes episodes. So to me, like my love for Batman started with the animated series, and it's just kind of funny that it made its like full circle. Bam! One of my favorite episodes, of the animated series, was basically came from this exact book, and it's my my favorite Neil Adams cover. And I know I'm not alone. Everyone loves this this freaking cover. It's a must own in my opinion. Batman two fifty one. It's got just beautiful art. Like the Joker, the detail, the shadowing. The shadowing looks amazing. He's hitting Batman with an ace of spades. Batman's basically stuck on. He's chained to it. Basically, um, his arms are really cool. And it, it's you make Joker like a murderer again, rather yeah. than being a stupid prank. You bring him back to what started yeah. him. Twenty cents upon our initial release in September of 1973. And as always, I like the back. Um, Getting a Daisy BB gun is like getting a good grade. You have to work for it. And there's a kid in the classroom putting up his binder while learning uh, multiplication. He's reading comics. So it's really cool. Daisy BB gun at the bottom. The BB gun every boy dreams about. Like what I've noticed, especially a lot of this this is um, more of like a Bronze Age book. But like a lot of the Golden Age, the back is always like a, a BB gun, an air gun, some kind of gun. But this is easily one of my favorite Joker covers. Thank you to our – oh, by the way, you can see that book on our Instagram. Uh, if you go check out our Instagram right now, click on the episode 132 is available post and scroll to your left. And you can see not only a full episode description but the book. Uh, Bradley Epstein, thank you very much for being a Patreon uh, subscriber. Darren Monroe, thank you. Jay Sanford, 9482. Mike Forward and Sam Reimer, twitch.tv slash life. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being patrons. We appreciate it. Let's give our picks of the week so you can go see Endgame. Yes, so I finally had the time. I watched The Reign of Superman. This was the sequel to The Death of Superman, which was when he was fighting Doomsday. Um, this The movie takes place six months after Superman's death, where you kind of have um, Superboy comes into play, Steel, Cyborg, Superman, the Eradicator, and you got Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, um, Batman's in it, Superman, Martian Manhunter, The Flash, and you kind of just, like, you find out who the villain is, kind of obviously, like, almost midway through, and kind of what happens to Cyborg, Superman, where he's they're not who we think he is, and he, he is the person who... I don't want to say say too much about it, but it was pretty good. Um, again, my biggest gripe of this movie is Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. I think that is a horrible choice for Lex. He just he doesn't have it. Rain, he's I'm not his biggest fan. I guess his Office is probably his biggest role to date. Um, I just don't see him as Lex. That's the, that's that's the only knock I give this movie. It wasn't as good as The Death of Superman, in my opinion. I gave The Death of Superman, like, I think, an 8.59. This is more like a 7.75. But I feel like it, it was... It's just worth knowing. Just at least finish it up where it starts. You kind of see Darkseid. Like, Darkseid kind of... You think his whole army's coming and something happens. And that kind of changes. It's just a good way. If you if you like The Death of Superman, check out The Reign of Superman. It's definitely worth a watch. 
Uh, I'm going to continue the train of music for my pick of the week. I've been really getting into a new genre that's newer to me. Just found out about it really a year ago. It's like spoken word hip hop. Um, basically it's poetry with music behind it. And I really enjoy that because I used to write poetry. I've been a, a lyricist, a songwriter basically my whole life. And I like that, uh, even if it doesn't rhyme or keep in four, four time, you can still put it out there, even though that rhymed and have people like enjoy it. And, yeah. and, uh, that comes with Hobo Johnson and the lovemakers, dude, this kid, his name is not really Hobo Johnson. I, I would like, hope not. I think it's like Frank, uh, Lopes or Lopez. Okay. And he's a kid from Sacramento, 15 years old, got kicked out of his house, lived in a car, a 1994 Toyota Camry, I think, which was oddly the name of his first record. Go figure. And he basically just wrote and wrote and wrote. And now, a couple years later, he has a couple records out. Uh, the Rise of Hobo Johnson is his latest full album. It came out in 2017. Uh, he's got a single called Peach Scone. came out in 2018. So not necessarily like a certain piece of his music, just in general. Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. You can get him on Spotify, iTunes. Um, if, if you want to explore a new type of music or you're into spoken word, as I'm getting getting into pretty hardcore uh check out hobo johnson and the lovemakers super super good they did a tiny desk concert uh for npr that's how i found him out and that's how i would recommend you go watch that because to watch him do his poetry like that without reading it off a sheet of paper and how good he flows and how the music goes and and even the guitar player and the bass player screaming in things in the background there it's just so much fun and i really enjoyed it for 3 30 in the morning when i found out about it um but that is my pick of the week and that was episode 132 sam's gonna go see endgame so next week we're gonna have a spoilerific endgame review our review for battle of winterfell and then shit whatever else happens hopefully not a lot we're gonna limit the stories next week because next week 133 three is going to be the biggest episode we've ever done of this show so prepare yourselves and we'll see you next week for episode 133 i'm in the end game now network has a brand new patreon that's right we're asking for your help and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month don't fret all your favorite shows will still be available for free as always but you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our patreon to sign for the eso network patreon's easy all you have to do is go to esopodcast.com and click on the link with your support of the eso network it's you who will reap the rewards This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com.
www.geekstation.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.